Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year to you. We hope that the new year has uh, already brought good things to your lives, and we hope that it promises a whole bunch of good more. Uh, and I know that Dr. Hackney probably has some a light at the end of the tunnel data to talk to us about tonight, so I'll hurry up and tell you how you can always find us. <laughs> uh, you can dial... 515-605-9375 to listen live by phone. You can find us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can find us at blogtalkusa.com and you can find us in podcast form under the banner Blog Talk USA and you'll always find Marvelous Monday right there. Okay, let me give us over to our host, my lovely mother, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Rihanna. It is just so much fun to be right back here on Marvelous Monday. And let me join in with you to say that I am wishing everybody, all of our great listeners out there, a happy, happy new year. And may it be filled with new adventures and good uh, fortunes and great prosperity and all of those wonderful things. And also, may I say, to get rid of COVID-19, whether it's the Delta variant, whether it's the Omicron variant, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, let's work really, really hard to get rid of that so we can have a healthy, healthy 2022. Ms. Rihanna, how was your holiday, Ms. Rihanna? Oh, it was good and happy and fun, and it's always, you know, we've got an 18-month-old in the house right now, so everything's cute and loud. <laughs> and you know something, Miss Rihanna, and that is amazing, an 18-month, can you believe, where does the time go? Colin was know. just born, and he's already 18 months on his way to two years, it makes no sense. That's right. Uh, I know. Uh, Basically, uh, they grow up. Uh, right, right, Dr. Hagney. He's rare to go over there. Oh, so that's okay. good. How are you doing, Dr. Hagney? How was your uh, holiday? Oh, bless, bless. I tell you. Uh, well, my holiday, of course, it was very exciting to uh, go and see our grandkids who were home from three or four of them, home from college, hadn't seen them mm-hmm. for about over a year. 
and uh, I'm blessed that they made it home through the fights and uh and also the food was just marvelous. It was just, it was just, my God. My daughter's a chef, and, and you talking about throwing down Southern test out. It was, it was, <laughs> it was just fantastic. <laughs> that's she that's she, great. I, I am she happy to do this. Go ahead. She was third year, third grade. She said she wanted to be a chef, and I understand why. But, uh, yeah, so it was, exactly. it was a problem. She could really, she but could really cook. Huh? <laughs> she could really cook. But the blessing That's of the right. holiday was fit and listen to my grandkids talk about the future. Beautiful. Beautiful. I talked to them individually. Yeah. It was so impressed to see how they are thinking so far in the future. Yeah, I told them Absolutely. it was a blessing to be able to sit and listen to them uh, to uh, and how far they are thinking in the future and planning in the future what's not happening. And, it, and they're, they're our future leaders, I I pray that they make Absolutely. it back home, well, back to schools with the flights and all that. That's and so it thing. was a blessing just being there. And of course, uh, back when, of course, it was in Houston. That wasn't a that wasn't right. a thrill to be in Houston because we had to lock down completely there in the city because, sure. as you wouldn't know, what's going on in Houston down there. Exactly. So uh, let, exactly. let me go ahead and uh, you know. Uh, well, before you, before you get, before you get. Yeah, before you get to that, uh, Dr. Hagman, since we're talking about grandchildren, I can't let you get away just to talk about your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> I have grandchildren also. And let me let me just share with with uh, Ms. Rihanna and everybody and, and you, Dr. Hagney, and those. I have a graduating senior that will be graduating in May. and uh, And she says, I want to go to a historical black college. She wants to be an architect. And so she also plays volleyball, and you guys know that. And she served as the captain of her volleyball team there at Red Oak High School. Well, so she went and applied um, at – she went and looked at uh, Florida State, and then she looked at Prairie View. And uh, and so they said, well, we actually already have our team all filled – uh, and uh, maybe next year, if you decide to come to Prairie View, you can be on that team. Well, the coach stepped out there and went to and start looking at her high school years and what she has done. And when she first went to Red Oak High School uh, in the ninth grade, she wasn't there, but one semester she became the captain, and she has served as the captain all during her school days. They gave her a full scholarship, both academic <laughs> and 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 placed her on after wow. they saw all of her work and what she has oh. done while in high school. They placed her on varsity to play for Prairie View A&M University. So she will Woo-hoo! be going next That's year. Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Somebody else is going to die future. Why you meet my, my oldest? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying she's, she says, I, I, I want to, she's always gone to the other schools, and she says, I want to go to a historical black college. So she was accepted that's into their awesome. program, and she is, that's, that's she is awesome. beside herself. She's beside well, herself. Well, great school, well, you know great program. program. Huh. That's I awesome. know yeah. how you, you know feel about prayers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my, my oldest granddaughter from Florida, she gave me a book to read. Uh, now I, I sent that test towards people. I'm telling everybody to should read this book. The title is Denied. It was written by uh, Dr. Morris. The title of this book is okay. Denied. 
and written by Morris. So I would suggest everybody read that book and basically talk a lot about the board. Really, that's what it's going Okay. Uh, that's the grandkids. I can go on and on. <laughs> oh, Very good. Okay. Well, well I, I, guess we'll, I guess we'll move on. I, I started out by we'll talking about Colin. That's my grandson, my newest, my latest, <laughs> and then we'll end up with the girl. So now we'll go over and wow. we'll talk. I, first, let's find out if the guys are all the guys on. Is, is Pastor, uh, Pastor uh, Cooper hello. on? Hello. Right. So what about Mr. Eric yeah, Williams? Is Mr. Eric Williams on? Yes. Mr. Eric here? Yeah, wonderful. wonderful. Greetings. Good. Hello, uh, Mr. Eric Williams, and Happy New Year to you. And, uh, of course, Mr. Arthur. Yes, thank you. It's so doing? great to have. Yes, the team's all here. This is exciting. And we're right here on time, too. So that means we're kicking <laughs> off the new year just absolutely great. So we're going to start with uh, Dr. Hagney, of course, and let him bring us up to date. As we know, uh, Texas is number six. At least we're not in the top five, but we're not doing so much better. So uh, with the uh, Omicron virus and the all the cases that we're having, and we would have right here in Tyler, Texas, we have 600 new cases uh, in one day. And so we want Dr. Hagney to begin with bringing us up to date, and then we'll hear uh, from the rest of the team. They may have some questions or some comments about what is actually going on in their areas. Uh, but take a, take off and go with it, Dr. Hagney. Well, kind you know, of talk to you us know. also about the <clears throat> vaccine. Good, excellent. You know, after talking about this over a year, we, you know, uh, wondering uh, what was holding, but I, I'm here to tell you tonight uh, it, it doesn't look good. Uh, we are nearing a million USA, 7 million uh, globally, <clears throat> and as, as uh, there is a lack of national level, local uh, coordination. Uh, the one Gentlemen say the historians, when they unpack this, the multitude of reasons for our nations and the world failure to uh, contain this pandemic, they're going to have a field day. And also, I'm going to throw in there one one gentleman mentioned when you think about a country, a continent of Africa, almost a billion people, there has been virtually ignored for vaccine distribution in that in that continent. And we'll talk about how that's going back in the future. Uh, I would just like to say, as we know, this uh, this, this virus is, is well ahead of us. And what we're seeing is enormous factors. I want to mention the FDA approved of the booster for the 12 to 15-year-old. Uh, hopefully we'll get some approval to move ahead with that. Uh, the, our hospitals are overwhelmed. Our health care system is overwhelmed. Uh, we have over 100,000 people uh hospitalized in the first time in four, in four months. Our children's hospitals are inundated. So I'm going to give you a CDC report. Uh, CDC and the federal government are under a lot of pressure for a lot of other stuff. But CDC un, unvaccinated um, hospitalization are eight times higher, ten times higher unvaccinated kids between the age of 12 to 17. And uh, as Dr. Uh, uh, Hortson Baylor Journal of Medicine said, we have done a terrible job vaccinating our kids across this country. And also there are discussions we might be putting it too light about what this variant is actually able to do. And so I just want to uh, talk, well, it's out of control. And there's uh, not a lot to talk about other than what we need to do. There's a document that we need to be, as those reports just mentioned, we need to vaccinate people. That's that just the bottom line. 
And uh, one discussion, there is an ongoing study came out of uh, uh, talking about this virus, how it has begun to look like it's begun to evade. This is Danish study. It, it hadn't been totally uh, inundated. Uh, that uh, this virus may be learning how to uh, evade immunity, the immune system. Uh, there is virus 2 to 2.7 to 3.7 more infectious than the Delta among vaccinated individuals. Boosted uh, individuals vaccinated are less likely to uh, 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 transmit the uh, virus, but the risk of hospitalization from the coronavirus, of course, is higher than the Delta. And I was speaking to someone the other day about the nursing homes, uh, the not being able to uh, ask for vaccinations and individuals who are entering nursing homes that might be creating problems for the residents. I would guess it might be infected in residents. So there's something we need to be done about that because we know the discussion about action um, uh, about documentation of vaccinations and also the mask. But in, in all in all, uh, you mentioned the numbers that are skyrocketing there in Houston. And the, the, the critical, the, uh, our students are uh, preparing to go back to school. And we see these raising numbers in the hospitals. And I, I mentioned earlier there's a little coordination from state to state. Our schools are going to open. But the bottom line, we need to get people vaccinated, boosted and vaccinated. I think Israel started on their fourth booster. So we need to get people vaccinated. Uh, I would also like to shout out the good news tonight. We have an excellent success from black churches. We have eight, we have eight sites uh, posted this month uh, and three starting next month. It's all due to the leadership of our pastors and our black churches in, here in northeast Texas. And so uh, I'm, I'm my hat go off to them and just begin what we want to be able to do. But the, uh, my, the black pastors, the black churches are coming on board. They're getting active, and we are posting these sites. So my hat go off to the black black churches and black pastors. And I see that some of the changes we're going to make will be made through the leadership in our black churches, particularly in the rural northeast Texas area. Okay, so Dr. Dr. Hagney. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's it. Whoever that was. No, the, the question that I had, Dr. Hagney, and, and thank you for that report. Um, the question I have now that you are mentioning uh, the predominantly uh, African American churches. Um, so, what are there? Do we have a strategic plan of how we're going to be able to get? people who are not wanting to get vaccinated and people who are not getting vaccinated to get vaccinated because we I have several friends right now uh, who are positive with COVID who are fully vaccinated um, they've been boosted uh, but they're around people who are not vaccinated and we know that it was it's the unvaccinated people who are actually passing uh, passing on over to people who are vaccinated, keeping in mind that our our vaccines are at 94 to 95%. In other words, it, they're not 100%. So the likelihood of us getting uh, COVID w- around people who are unvaccinated is it, still is still very strong. And mm-hmm. and then the other side of the coin is that many people don't know that just because they are vaccinated that they can still get. COVID, and uh, but we do know also that those who are vaccinated and boosted that they uh, they have an easier time 
their symptoms a lot easier, they don't have to end up in the hospital. So can you dialogue on what our strategic plans are? Go ahead. Well, what we're doing, well, the success we have in our rural or northeast Texas areas is that we have, we have established a, a, a the strategy of the church hubs. We have identified 12 church hubs throughout northeast Texas. That means a, a single church in a county becomes the lead church, and they are responsible for its communication down through the other churches in that county. We have identified 12 church hubs. So the strategy is to get the information and also, we're identifying the, the response is trust and not who you see or who you heard got the vaccination. Individuals come to these churches because of the black pastors, who have pastors in church. We're seeing trust is more important. It's panning out more than uh, everything else people talk about to a certain extent, education, uh, people on TV getting shot or whatever. Like, these individuals mm-hmm. responding because the black pastors in the churches also recommending they get the vaccine. We have in black pastors say they send the policies in that church to mass. And also it's just simple people need to just stay away from people who they just need to do what's best for themselves. You don't need to be around people you know that are not vaccinated. You don't need to be in these lower crowds and all these big celebrations because if they're not going to tell you who's been vaccinated, why are you going, if they're not vaccinated, why are you spending uh, how are you spending time with, there's one country I think is maybe Philippines, they're resting don't quote me on that. They're arresting people who have not been vaccinated. So it's a sort of simple. It's going to get to us to work through this. People want to be wise and just use simple uh, technique that we mentioned earlier. Wash your hands. Distance yourself. Don't hang. Yeah. Don't be in people's faces. Don't do all this hugging and everything. Uh, you know, you know. That's what, gets, that's what we're going to basically do to get through because the vaccines are there, and there are so many people who are not vaccinated, who are not following procedures, uh, there are churches yeah. who are having uh, church services, no mass, no gas. No ga- we have to get back to the original guidelines we talked about, the distance, yeah. washing your hands, safe, and then wearing your mask. You know, it's amazing. We still have a discussion if people should wear a mask or not. Uh, you should be in, in, that, in all these current. I saw some programs uh, this weekend. I don't understand. I saw some of these parades that occurred over this weekend. That, that was, just a, it was just mind-boggling to see the number of people there, very, very few masks. So to answer your question, that's what we have to do. People who are vaccinated, you need to sort of stay away from people who are not vaccinated. If you don't know, that's what the helps for over the, over the holidays. Don't go visit your relatives if you don't know they haven't gotten vaccinated. I've had grandparents told me, they told their grandkids, I don't want to see you Christmas if you have not been vaccinated. And also mm-hmm. getting to the point of the document. So we've got to get back to the basics because this virus is here. We're behind the virus, and this virus is way it's, way it's transmitting. Uh, and, and so we got to be able to do that and, and keep getting people vaccinated. But uh, it, it's trust we're seeing in the black churches. That's where they come because the pastors are saying come to this church. And they're coming to the churches. They're responding to churches. And I think not only in the this report, we're going to make some other impacts in the area of health care throughout church hubs because we know now how to reach individuals. We're talking about disparity, equity, health care, and disparity in health care. We're going to draw start addressing those areas because now we have the years of individuals. We can reach individuals, particularly rural communities of color, uh, get the word to them, and they can respond through this hub, the network, because there are groups who are implementing, utilizing this hub. Where we there, are, we've had calls from out of other states to help us help them establish these type of hubs mm-hmm. in their state because this is what it's going to take, and, and particularly right. in our communities of color. 
Well, Dr. Hagney, and then I'll let the other team members come jump in if they have questions or comments. But what I also see is that our people who are vaccinated still don't see the need to wear the mask. As you said, we're still having the discussion about whether we should wear a mask or not. I don't know if you had reference to those who are non-vaccinated or just period, those who are vaccinated as well as unvaccinated. But exactly. But there are plenty of people who feel just because they are vaccinated, uh, and some of these people are friends of mine that I'm talking about right now who has COVID Mm -hmm. right now as we speak, um, Mm -hmm. that that they don't wear a mask. They're, They're vaccinated, they're boosted, all of that and they don't wear a mask. So, so speak to us real strongly on, and I, I don't know if we're going to get to the point where, where we're going to get to uh, mandate the mask. Uh, or are we going to mandate the vaccines? Uh, maybe you can talk to us on that, and then we'll, we'll bring the team members in, and we'll, we'll start with Mr. Eric Williams because right. we're so excited to have him on with us uh, tonight. We'll and and somewhere down the line in the show, we're going to talk about uh, television with, with Mr. Eric Williams. Go ahead. Dr. If you listen to our, if you listen to look back over this year and listen to our leaders, when they advise individuals, once you are vaccinated, we are going. We by July, we're going to be free. We're going to all be back together. A lot of this is based upon poor recommendation from leadership, uh, and that we were going to be all going to be done, and also uh, not being prepared, running out, not having enough masks and gowns on the beginning, not having enough. Uh, 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 ventilators, and now we don't have enough uh, tests. Now, see, and, and a lot of this, and also the, some of these guidelines that we've been hearing uh, recently from our from our groups have been extremely misleading, extremely confusing. Well, we are right now this uh, this five ten day uh, numb ass and not not being tested. See, we're getting uh, not complete accurate information out of our leadership and also begin the period has been reported what we the recommendation of more focus on getting people back to jobs or back to school versus uh this virus. Uh and so then some of the recommendations have been sort of indicating that and I think uh I hate to say I think C D C began to walk back that ten day that you feel and without a test. Correct. Now how can you recommend Correct. someone Without a test, you can just run out there. And also, when you, when you tell people you can get a, you can uh, you can get a test by telephone, and it be mailed to you. And now that in America, now that no way that will work, particularly when you look in rural communities. Because we experienced that on the early end, on the front end of trying to get vaccine to vaccine to Well, so how do you worry? You think right. somebody could call a number, and you receive a test kit uh, mailed to you through mail. That that does I don't know that might sound good politically or whatever like that, but that just will not work. So what I, what we have to be when I said earlier in a text of day, our leaders must be honest. They have to tell the truth, uh, and that's how this, that's how we're gonna uh, halfway. Uh, we won't maybe catch up this time, but close on this gap. We right. got to be honest with people, and when we say science, we got to stick with science. Right. Well, Dr. Going back to job, going back to work. So, so uh, right. On, and, on and, and Dr. Hagney, if I could, if I could jump in just a little bit, and I, I, in defense of 
the medical community, and I know you come from the medical community, I come from the medical community, but the one thing that I can say, and and I think that you would agree, uh, is that we're learning a lot as we go along the way. So so what what perhaps they thought at the research that they had done now have proven to be different from what things have turned out to be. As you know, we're learning more and more about uh, this uh, variant and this uh, COVID-19 as we go along the way from just observing and seeing how people and their bodies uh, are reacting to it. So mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so the, the one thing that, that I'd like to see happen more is, is for them to say, you know, we thought this was the way it was supposed to be, and now we have more people, in it, and this is turning out this way, and we're all learning along the way as things change or as things materialize. I don't think that they're just being uh, uh, Otis and, and just, dishonest, I think that they're doing the very best of the knowledge that they're getting from day to day. But that's I agree, how I agree with you. That's kind of how I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's how it should be reported versus saying this yes, is sir. where it's going to be versus saying right. by this day we're all going to be back to normal and all that. Right, right. No, exactly well, we don't know that, just, do we? Just, yeah. just like you just stated, that's how you report something. And so a lot of people have all this confidence because they heard someone say that. And so, sure. therefore, if you don't know completely, don't tell a complete story. Just tell the story that we are, we are this is what we know at this point. Uh, next week right, we'll know right. more, and we'll report more right. as time. As, uh, as we go, go along the way. So, right. right, because we're so behind, far behind this virus, we're learning as we right. go. So now is the point. No, uh, it's very, it's very difficult to believe anybody to know what they, well, what's actually happened. So report it like you're reporting. This is where we are. This right. is where we'll be tomorrow. Sure. But don't report sure. it as this is the facts and this is science at this point. Because yeah. this, this okay. virus is, 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 is evolving. Is evolving. It's evolving each day as we go along the way. Well, we're going to bring Mr. Eric Williams in. We're so happy to have him on uh, with us tonight, and hopefully we'll be able to spend a lot more time uh, with him. We're definitely going to on Thursday, and we're looking forward to everything that he's doing to get us noted on television and everything. But, Mr. Williams, welcome to Marvelous Monday. It's been a minute since we've had you on. So so jump in and share with us anything that you'd like to make comments about or what you see happening in your area, and then later on, we're going to ask you to talk a little bit about uh, television and how you're going to bring our radio uh, into television, along with uh, uh, Pastor uh, Michael Cooper. Go ahead, Mr. Williams. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, uh, and good evening to everyone. Um, Yes, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Uh, I'm excited uh, about having I've been blessed to um, launch our Roku channel today. It went live. This TV on Roku went live in 18 countries with the potential of reaching roughly 63 million active account users. Um, And I'm excited by the fact that a view from the top uh, is also a part of that launch, and uh, we're looking forward to having more of your shows to be present and seen on the big screen uh, of Roku on DSTV. I'm so excited. Uh, 
Mr. Williams, I don't know what to do with myself. Miss Rihanna and I are ready for you on Thursday morning, uh, <laughs> Thursday midday, I should say. Uh, we're geared up and, and we're, we're raring to go. Uh, so uh, well, thank you so much for including us in on um, Roku's television. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I certainly believe East Texas needs uh, – uh, uh, an additional voice uh, on the big screen, and, and you all certainly have that. And you know, with community and economic uh, empowerment tools, I think that it would be a great <coughs> uh, way of uh, economically empowering content creators and getting wider distribution for <coughs> those content creators to put that message out in a positive way. And I think your format and, and, and your platform that you all have developed certainly uh, deserves uh, a further reach and and, and an even wider audience. That's outstanding. And and just to hear how you lay it out uh, gets us more excited. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I I can hear Mr. Arthur's raring to go. (laughs) Sure. No, no, you gave a line up, but you you failed to mention Arthur Fleming's Civil Rights Today show. So I just want to put it in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, 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 we gonna let that's amazing. We gonna let Mr. Arthur mention that then, Mr. Arthur. Since you jumped in there, jump real high and tell us all about what you just said. <laughs> you know, Eric, like say, you know, well, first of all, I want to, you know, say that you know we're blessed to have a brother like Eric Williams, as you know, when we did the yes, sir. Bull Connor, Bull Connor. You know, he was one of the speakers that was down there. You know, you was down that's there, right. so so. So the crew's still here, and, and one of my goals at the time, because he was doing that, the, you know, his Miriam, uh, finding Miriam film, was to get all us together. And so this is, and so this is my dream. This is what I want to see happen. So I just want to say, oh how wonderful it is to have a dream, be awake, and have all of you in it. I must give Arthur his kudos because Arthur has been a, a, a positive driving force. He, he's been around uh, witnessing the, the birth of uh, this TV from five years ago, I believe it was, when we first launched and the dream hatched uh, to be able to, to have a platform for our voice uh, for the African diaspora and, and, and people alike from around the world, bringing people together in the community. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited about having positive people around to bring about positive change. And and I also like to thank uh, our next governor, uh, Governor Michael Cooper, uh, who's uh, one of our first channel owners. Hey, brother, uh, on, on, on this TV, and uh, he's been prominently displayed on Roku right now, and can be seen in 18 nations around the world. And so I'm so excited Woo-hoo. by that, and I'm just looking forward to Woo-hoo. further content and further working with. Uh, Governor Cooper and, and moving this, this whole ball down the court. That's all right. I, I'm, I'm loving everything I hear. So jump on in there, uh, Pastor Michael Cooper. Yeah, I'm just excited. Uh, matter of fact, I got rushed home so I can see myself on the 85-inch screen TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting texts all day long. I think uh, Brother Arthur and Eric was more excited than I was. I was too busy to slow down. Being be excited, so I started texting my kids and everyone and sharing on Facebook every second I had. So we're just excited uh, about getting good, truthful information out to the people. That's what it's all about. And so uh, if we end up in the governor's mansion, that's, that's, uh, that's great. 
if we end up in U- United States Congress, that's even more uh, better. But at the same time, though, we want to make sure that good information gets out there and good quality information. And uh, what a better person than Brother Eric Williams. Thank you again. Hats off to you. Oh Thank my you. goodness! Thank I'm you. talking about the big, the big hat, the big, the big East Texas cowboy hat. Doctor Hagney and I are tipping that cap, tipping that big uh, cow, cowgirl yes, cowboy sir. hat. <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to be I want to be a blessing to everyone. I feel like that, you know, if I can be a blessing, I'll be blessed in the process. That's that's what's important Absolutely. to me. Absolutely, yeah, and, and that's that, that's the, I think that's the book, right? Is that right, uh, Pastor Cooper? I think that's the book. It says that. That's it? the book. And let me just tell you this, um, Mr. Eric, uh, when your cup is running over. I'm going to put my cup right beside your cup and let oh, it fill over it. <laughs> fill over that'll it be a blessing. That'll be a blessing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's absolutely Thank you. beautiful. Thank you. So, uh, Ms. Rihanna, comments from you. Oh, I'm just so excited. This is all, everything's happening all, you know, it seems like we've all been working on all these things, well, for a lifetime. <laughs> And just to that's, see things right. like this coming together and to really know that, okay, there's, there it is, the platform, the voice, it's overdue, and I'm really excited and happy and exactly. grateful. Thank you. And grateful. It's coming to fruition, and you're absolutely uh, correct, Ms. Anna. It seems like that these are some things that we've been working at for a while, and then here comes Mr. Eric Williams, to solidify everything, the person who knows how to make these things happen in media, in television, radio, anywhere, everywhere, Uh, media uh, content. He knows how to pull these things together. And we got got to figure out, uh, Mr. Eric, how we can broadcast live from a, a Taste of North Delight restaurant. Let me tell you, when we when when I, we can figure that out, I really will be beside myself because let me oh, share that's, quickly. That's, 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 that's already that's we, already we uh, a capability that um, uh, okay. Mr. Arthur can tell you exists. We, we okay. and, 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 and when we're rolling uh, the live out on Roku, praise be to God. Hopefully, second quarter yes. of this year, so we'll be able to broadcast live directly from Roku. Uh, but currently, we can broadcast live directly uh, uh, from the web, uh, directly on this. So that that capability is there. I send it. Well, we're we're ready. We're really excited. We're looking forward to this Thursday. We're going to sit down and put an amazing show together. We have had some amazing shows this this past 2021. Uh, even uh, in, in this COVID, uh, we've been able to have some in studio and still be safe and be able to get the information out to the people. And let me share quickly that, and, and Pastor Cooper may want to uh, dialogue a little bit on this, but I believe this coming Saturday, the 8th of uh, January, uh, we will have about 24 candidates that will be in Tyler, Texas, uh, at the Liberty Baptist Church uh, here at Dr. Marcus Hood is the uh, pastor of that church. And we're thinking that the weather is going to be nice, and so we can have this uh, event outside. When COVID first kicked off, 
uh, my first event to let the people know what's going on uh, politically, we were able to have people sitting in their cars and disseminating information out uh, to the people. And so we're hoping that that will take place uh, this Saturday in that manner uh, because it's best for us to be outside in open air uh, rather than being inside um, of, of the church building at this particular time, especially if you're talking about uh, 20-some candidates uh, to be uh, here to speak, uh, and that includes local candidates, then you need to be outside rather than inside. And Pastor Cooper, you may have some comments uh, in regards to that. And we think, let me just say, we thank uh, the Democratic Club here in uh in Smith County, uh, as well as Dr. Nancy Nichols, who is our SDEC uh, committee woman, uh, in helping to put that on. I'm going to provide uh, probably about 400, 400 masks uh, to make sure that, that people who are participating will actually indeed be masked up. Uh, we, we'd like it if they're vaxxed up as well. And, uh, but we're providing those, uh, our, our organization, North Joint Ventures, Inc., is providing the mask for all of the people that will actually be here. Uh, Pastor Cooper, you have any comments in regards to the activities this coming Saturday? Besides the fact that I'm excited and, and ready to get back to East Texas, I absolutely <laughs> love it. Can, can, cannot wait. Matter of fact, at 1 p.m., we're going to be at Van Zandt County, American National Bank, 401 East Highway 243, Canton Site Contact. Uh, we're going to be there at 1, 1 p.m. And then 3 p.m. we're going to be at Henderson County, Petersburg Missionary Baptist Church, 1008 wow. Mill Run Road, Athens. Then at 6 p.m. we're going to be in Anderson County, Courthouse Annex District, Courtroom 107 North Millard Street in Palestine. Now, the reason why I'm throwing those addresses out there for you, because if you're close to those areas, come in with your vaccination, come in with your card, Come in, mask up, and get ready to learn about the people that's representing you across the great state of Texas. That's outstanding. So what time will you be in Tyler, Texas, uh, Pastor Cooper? Do you know that? I, I will be in Tyler, Texas, bright and early. Matter of fact, if my wife decides to come with me, I'll probably be in there Friday night, uh, just depending on because we try to keep, get her off the road early as possible. Yes, yes. And I think we kick off around 10 uh, that morning yeah. uh, with, uh, with the, and I think we start at the tip top with the, um, with the governor's uh, candidates, I believe. Yes. But um, we're, we're excited about uh, people coming into Tyler, Texas and, and uh, telling us and showing us that they're interested in what we feel and what we think, and, uh, and then, of course, to learn more about the candidates that are running and, and go from there. We have lots and lots. I don't know if you all have seen the lineup of all the candidates that are running for these offices. My goodness, we, we have lots of candidates that three and four and five candidates running for the same position. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, is it March the 1st? Interesting March the 1st, right? That's our primary? Yeah. Correct. And also we want an early vote, February 14th, Valentine's Day. And let me just give there you a name, a list of names of some of those folks are, that's confirmed. As a co-host of your show here, not just a governor's candidate, I have to be true right. to the calling and the nature in which we do. So, uh, of yes, course, sir. myself, Mike Cooper, candidate for governor. Then we also have uh, mm -hmm. candidate for governor, Joy Diaz, 
Uh, if you haven't met her, she's she's a wonderful delight. Uh, attorney uh, uh, Joe Jaworski, uh going for attorney uh, attorney general, and also Lee Merritt. Uh, we okay. all know him. He's a fighter. Also a candidate for attorney general. And then we have uh, Land uh, Commission Jay Clyberg. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Railroad Commission Correct. Luke Warford. Okay, and then Agriculture Commission uh, Susan Hayes. Court of Appeals, Robert Johnson, another fighter. Oh, and here's some fire here. Party Chair, Kim Olson. And then uh, we also have Supreme Court, uh, Amanda Blachek, I think it's her name. Supreme Court, Aaron Noel. Supreme Court candidate, Julia Mandonado. And Court of Appeals, Dana Huffman. Wow. Right. Okay. Well, we have a lineup, uh, and and they sent me the lineup. I'm supposed to do the welcome uh, for uh, all of those that are coming into our great city of Tyler, Texas, and uh, we, we welcome everybody. Like like Pastor Cooper says, we uh, even though we have our specific candidates that we love and we support and we're pushing, but we have others that are coming as well. So we're we're, we're equal, right? Peace. Can, I just, can I just point Only out that, that this this group, Dr. McKellar, Arthur Fleming, uh, Dr. Hagney, Dr. McKellar, you guys, uh, Pastor Cooper, you guys have, and Dr. Nancy Nickel and everybody involved with the Democratic Party of Smith County have put East Texas on the map. This is a big deal to have this many candidates showing East Texas this kind of attention. We didn't see this a few years ago, a few short years ago. We didn't see this kind of engagement. This is fantastic. You guys are awesome. Well, well, well the, Cooper campaign strategy, I'm, I'm, the, the Cooper campaign strategy is to re- remember East Texas yes. is the most voter-suppressed area of Texas. We, we, yes. we are where we are now. Yes. And we need to do something about that. And we're in a voter suppression moment. And so Mike Cooper, thank you, Mike, for running. Uh, you know, he's mm-hmm. the candidate that can address that issue because he needs addressing with right. a face. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And let, let, me, let me just jump in here and, and say this, and I'm glad that Ms. Rihanna brought this out. From 2008 all the way to now, from Washington, D.C., down to East Texas, and Ms. Rihanna know because she was out there tracking with us, we pushed hard and talked about yeah. it the importance of people coming into East Texas, coming into Tyler, Texas, coming into the 16 counties that we covered throughout. And every single year we were at the Congressional Black Caucus. That's all we talked about. And we said, you cannot come into East Texas, take our money, we're not an ATM machine, and take off and go somewhere else. And we went from from Emily's list to Annie's list to all Mm – every congressional person in Washington, D.C., the senators in Washington, D.C., even the presidents that showed up to speak on the night of the Phoenix, the major ball, Mr. Anna can tell you, talking to mm-hmm. um, Houston's uh, congressperson, uh, both uh, my sorority sister as well, 
all of them, we, we attended all of their events, and all they heard from us was the same message, and that message was, <laughs> you need to get down to East Texas. And if you That's don't, right. we're, not, we're not an ATM machine. And so it finally right. paid off for paying attention because our message back then, way back then, was so goes East Texas, so goes Texas. Yep. And we told those That's rascals, right. you cannot win a statewide seat in Texas until you mm-hmm. come to East Texas. And by doing right. they're showing yep. up. And, and, and Beto Aurorik can tell you that. We, oh, yeah. Yeah. He got pushed around. We said, no, you're not standing. You're not going to come in our city and take money out and ignore people who are running for Congress, such as Shirley McKellar. Uh, okay, because she comes from East Texas. And so we've been fighting this fight a long time, and it's about time it got here. So I thought I'd drop yeah. that gentleman uh, because yes, the ma'am. work has been going on for quite some time now. So go ahead. Mr. Arthur, anybody? I just wanted to drop them. Yeah, you've been fighting was, them. Yeah, I mean, you've been fighting them. You've been fighting them blue dog. You've been you've been fighting them blue dog Democrats. I told a Democratic group over here up Dr. Nichols and all Texas go away, mm-hmm. Texas go, and and uh, you can't turn Texas blue without East Texas. And I, I, I told them they need to they need to reach down in East Texas and 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 uh, reach the voters in East Texas. It's beginning is beginning, but I tell uh, it all reach down into East Texas in the rural East Texas. You can forget about you can forget about Texas. Right. And yeah. So we, I we hope. We, well, Dr. Hackney, I'm going to tell you, we traveled for miles, and we didn't see a house for miles on end <laughs> in deep east Texas in rural, real, for real rural east Texas. I mean, yeah. Tyler is not considered, to me, that's not real rural east Texas. Back in those boonies <laughs> where you travel for miles on end, there was nothing but trees right. and, ba- <laughs> and, right. and, and bad roads. You know, until you got to somewhere where you could see somebody and you say, you know, you stop at their house and maybe you knock on their doors and if they didn't have the dogs to put out there after you. That's right. But, uh, but you we look had at people on the ground for years. That's right. It. That's, that's the so population that's that we talk about. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. so, that's so true. Yeah. And I tell people, Tal is not East Texas. I'm getting watching these. Wait, what now? I'm, I'm beginning to get wise to understand that Tyler is not rural East Texas. And also I'm getting Dallas to believe that Tyler is not rural East Texas. So I uh, may, you know, the deep, deep country stuff. Uh, see, Mr. Yeah, I'm talking about when you know right, right, when you, right, when you talk about those, Come to one of these. Oh, that's not rural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not yeah. rural East Texas. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You should have gone to some of these events in the rural areas like a Yamaree Fest right. and Hermine Fest. And then you would <laughs> see those. You would, that. <laughs> you would see the numbers. You would see the numbers. And, that, and that's yeah. the number. If you want to see a win, that's the number you got yeah. to win. Right. right. When they had to drive, drive in from the country into some town to even get to the post office or to even get right. to uh, a drugstore uh, because they didn't have anything like that out there where they lived. 
in the middle of nowhere. Right. Well, and that's, that's right. who cares about that's what's real. in this Build Back Better plan. That's who cares about right. internet connection. That's who cares about access yeah. to health care. Oh. Those are the people who, that's you right. know, clearly. That's, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's, right. that's why I was telling Nancy the other day, but candidates to understand health care. Yeah. Uh, you know, reach rules. They have to. They have to understand healthcare. And I'm glad you mentioned the broadband. Someone called me the other day. There, all the money being put in broadband. They're having problems finding individuals to work in the broad, broadband system. We're working on a project with our first hub. I'm not going to tell you in detail what it's going to be about. But it's going to be about training individuals because they're having problems finding workers to run this broadband through East Texas. They need voice. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. But uh, everybody later on. And that's the kind of training well, well, we need in the educational system. Oh, yeah, that's that's that, that's that's the point. That's when it's going to be poor. That model is going to consist of an educational. Thank the training people. <laughs> but all, I asked Nancy the other day, all your candidates and coming into Tyler, ask them if they know the octopus plan. I told Nancy to ask them that. But that's the fact. <laughs> I tell you, if they don't, if they nurses just also. Come, <laughs> see, see if they know. See if they know what that means, right? See if they know what that see means. Know, see if mean? they know what it means. Just, just ask them if they know if they if they know what octopus plan. But also tell them that octopus will tell them octopus will octopus will turn and attack you. What we're experiencing right now in the United States, the octopus is turning. And nobody knows how to fight the octopus other legs because they've been focused on one leg. So I'm fighting one of them legs. <laughs> octopus is learning how to fight the well, octopus well, when well, he turns. Well, well let's take yeah, a look at this them. one leg. That, let's talk about this one leg that concerns me, and that's that John Lewis plan and the voter rights. Now, that's, that's the leg that I want us to really put some energy in out there, and, and we're going to let Pastor Cooper leave that for us. But we need to work on that, that John Lewis Voters' Rights Act. Here we are well, in 2022. It's not passed yet, right? It's still not passed. The Democrats lack of urgency is what, is what gets me. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they sitting around like they sitting around like, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. It's like, you know, it's like one of the movies, one of them Spielberg movies, right? Hey, look, no, don't go in there. And then they go, no, I'm going. <laughs> you know, you go, hey, come on, y'all. You know, I mean, come on, Democrats. <laughs> well, we, we, we fall for this moment. And I love what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, children said, do not celebrate his birthday. Don't do it until he gets, he gets some it. action. I love it, too. Yeah. I love it, too. Don't do it. We, and we, we're going to have a car parade. I think I mentioned that yes. to you guys. We're you having did. a car yes. parade, and we're going to drive throughout our community trying to get people registered to vote and then get yeah. them to the polls to vote, mm-hmm. that how important right. it is for us to do that. And so I join in with the family. And, and, and it's just a bunch of phonies. we got to do something about it. And I'm, well, I'm, up, for the, I'm up for the task. And well, I'm going to talk to I need. I'm going to see what the state NAACP is going to do, do if they're going to show leadership okay. on that and, and get folks to, because it's a great opportunity to register people to vote, yes. you know, and so forth for that day and, and, you know, bring awareness to the situation. So I hope, uh, hope the NAACP has a presence in it. I'm going to 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check and see. I'm, I'm trying to make sure we have. I know we have a presence here because I'm gonna be here. So, uh, but yeah. Well, NAACP needs to be in East Texas registering people getting out the vote right now. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, we can do yeah. that. Yeah, we, we, we can do that all, at all times. Uh, matter of fact, the COVID numbers uh, Dr. Hagen was talking about early in Houston, and we're close to Houston, so we're shutting down some activities here in Beaumont. There's some other activities we want to do in East Texas, but uh, we're not doing a lot right now. But we are going to participate this right. weekend because of the COVID numbers on the rise. Uh, but at right. the same time, though, uh, when when those numbers are up and hopefully after we have a, a, a vote and get that law and the bill passed, uh, we're going to come back and we're going to do a, a parade, we're going to do a march, and we're going to do a voter's registration. We're not going to do uh, – when I say a parade, we're going to do a car parade and we're going to do a right. protest, uh, our local NAACP, as I am the president of the local NAACP. So we're going to wait it out, look at uh, the situation, and hopefully by the time uh, everything is said and done that we have the John Lewis Act passed and, and we're good to go, and then we can either do, do our parade and still register people to vote. So we're going to watch it uh, uh, day by day, week by week, and moment by moment. Hey, hey, hey Mike, just for, just for clarification, uh, you, you said you was a president of WCP, which you are, but you have stepped aside, right? As, as president I have. Right I now, have right now. Uh, we found someone that's interested in taking the place. You know, we have election in November, but uh, we have a president-elect for the uh, NAACP uh, here in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, we have a young man that is ready, uh, that has been training, and uh, is capable. Matter of fact, he's our third vice president. So uh, he's taking on a lot of the job uh, responsibilities for that. Matter of fact, he's going to probably be leading the protest, as I probably find myself back in East Texas the same day that we do those events. So uh, I am full-blown uh, candidate for governor of the state of Texas, and I have all the systems I need to make sure that that, that happens. Very good. Very good. So, so Pastor Cooper, since you uh, punched that card right there, go ahead and, uh, and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 you going to do for us and how are you going to well, be well, able to uh to rally us and pull us together here in the state of Texas well, but in particular now we're talking about East Texas go ahead absolutely and one of the things that I heard uh, Dr. Hagney talk about and I'm just going to deal with one of the arms of the octopus right now and that's healthcare and I'm going to go into great depth about some of that uh TMI is uh is my plan for Texas Texas medical uh insurance and I want to depend on uh, people like Dr. Shirley McKellen that's been an RN all of her life, uh, lean on people like Dr. Hagen who's been in pharmaceuticals uh, forever. And uh, we're going to bring together this plan, but we're going to talk about a plan. Has anybody been in an uh, expensive restaurant lately? Uh, here locally we've got a, a restaurant called Papa Do's that's in the Landry family. And before you order that $27 or $39 lobster or, or steak, they show you a menu. They tell you what you're getting for that money. They, they, they show you uh, how much you're spending. They, they show you what, what you're going to uh, receive. And, and if you don't like it, uh, you don't have to pay for that service. And that's the kind of plan we have for Texas. We have 29 million folks out here. We want to expand Medicaid. We want to make sure that uh, you see on the menu. I'm in the automotive industry. Matter of fact, uh, if we do not present you a menu, uh, you can come back on us and file a, a lawsuit against us because we didn't expose to you everything that's possible for you to uh, purchase uh, for you and your family. So something is wrong with that in the state of Texas and anywhere else that we do not have menus here. 
the other thing is that we pay too much for insurance. I don't know about you all, but for a family of five or six, you're paying twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a month, and then we have to pay a copay, a deductible. This is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, there's way too yes. much money uh, that's involved in, in this. When we put everyone on the same program, I understand there was an Obamacare out there, but sometimes things can get so large and they get out of hand. But I think we can manage things here in the state of Texas and do a very great job on, on doing so. So that, that, that's one of the programs I want to deal with, TMI, Texas Medical Insurance, and I want to make sure that you're covered, your family's covered, because we're too young to be dying at 55 years of age with diabetes or the lack of the right pharmaceuticals. Something's wrong with that plan. Wow, that's that's oh. beautiful. That's outstanding. Oh. Well, oh. I, I, just to say, I'm, I'm going to bring in Dr. Hagney, but I, I have said this repeatedly, and I still say it to this day, we have one of the greatest health care systems in the world. It is just too pricey. We pay too much money. That's right. Because pure greed, that's all it is. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Well, yeah, that's so true. That's true. And also another factor, the primary care doctor. In our survey, and we do a lot of our sites and everything, we do a survey and ask individuals how many. And we've been pretty close to 30% of the individual countries and our sites who have no primary care doctors. We must work on increasing the number of primary care doctors in the state of Texas, particularly as we look towards the rural areas. Because when you're talking about preconditions and all, if you don't have a primary care doctor, you really have a boss. And then, then the, the emergency room become your prime, your primary care doctor. And so, what yeah. we have to work on that number, partner with the medical school and the program. That's one of the major interest areas. We have to work on. We're losing you, Doctor Hagney. And somebody since we lost him, there he is. Okay. Uh, because a lot, a lot of our programs, uh, uh, centers, uh, community centers, they can provide, they can be that primary care doctor. So we have to get the primary care. We're going to impact the disparity of health care and the impact the health needs. <clears throat> uh, we need to get primary care docs to individuals, particularly in the rural community. And so the emergency room will not be the primary care doctor for individuals because you can't monitor people, a person if you don't have a primary care doctor. So who's going to monitor that person? Sure. Sure. Who's going to advise them about their medications? And, you know, they can't get to a specialist because the system says you should be referred by a primary care doctor to go to a specialist. So right. you, so that's a, that's a critical need. I know the state's looking at that, and I know Dr. McKellar and med school is going to be working at that, looking at that, but we they need our help to also get individuals interested in going into medicine. They're like, we all could be a part of that. Absolutely. Uh, all that Absolutely. Very good. Good point. Uh, uh, Mr. Williams, I, I think I may have heard you. Did you have some comments that you want to come in and share with us? Oh, well, I, I've enjoyed this discussion. I've learned a lot tonight, and, and I'm looking forward to, you know, just gathering all these types of discussions that you all are having in video and disseminating that information to the world because everything you all have said tonight has been on point. I've just been so enlightened by the discussion and just been tentatively sitting here listening. Beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and this is just going to be so amazing because the key is is education. One of my mantras, education is the key. And so Mr. Eric Williams is going to be able to help us 
to disseminate the octopus plan out there, to get all the different parts and pieces that we've been working at for a very long time, that we can pull all these things together so that people all over the world, because, you know, we live in a global society. Uh, people may not want to accept that, but America is, doesn't stand, it's not an island. It doesn't stand alone. We've been a global society forever and ever. I was actually talking to uh, one, of, one of the family members uh, that live out in the Midwest, and so she, she was saying to me, well, this country is so changed because uh, everything now we get, uh, we don't make anything in America. Uh, we, we make it, we buy it from China. And so I had to pause and just stop her for a minute to say, we have always gotten everything from China. Why? Because we like that cheap labor, right? And then yes. we can have it made cheaply and they send that trash over here to us, not made well. So that's not new. And that's why I'm a big proponent of made in America, and we yeah. have to pay people. We have to pay people for their work. We can't keep all the money in one person's pocket and, and very little down here. So that's why we have used China all these years because we can pay uh, $2 an hour or whatever, something such as that foolishness, and then get the material over here, and then we keep all the money at the top in the other folks' pockets, and it's not disseminated out uh, to people. So let's, let's, let's build America, and that's part of the Build Back plan as far as I am concerned. Let's build America like it should be, and that is to make sure that money is disseminated uh, to even the workers who – work as waitresses that get, what, $2 and something an hour? That's unheard of. Yeah. In our restaurant, wow. we don't pay, yeah. we don't the pay the servers $2 and something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, 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 but in the spirit of Kwanzaa, uh, what Dave is doing, it was another thing that I'm excited about. Uh, you know, what we're, what we're doing, we're building community. You know, we understand that other people are making all kinds of money off our content. Uh, yeah. I, I saw I saw a young lady do a TED talk on algorithms the other day, and like I said, okay. they doing all kinds of stuff with our algorithms and making money off of it, and we not getting none out, nothing out of it. So with this, uh, the way it's set up, you be able to use your Facebook al- algorithms and Twitter algorithms and so forth, and then all the information will come. It'll bring them back to your channel. So we'll be able to you know build community. We'll be able to go to one space and see what we're doing in different cities. Uh, so forth and so on, so we can actually talk to each other and see what each other is doing. I think that'll increase our uh, content and our finances. Yes, outstanding. That's beautiful. Thank you for bringing that forward, uh, Mr. Arthur, because Mr. Eric is bringing us all together, even though we live in very sensory areas of this country. Miss Miss Rihanna all the way out there in Kentucky, and then Mr. Arthur and Mr. Eric is in Dallas area, uh, Dr. Yes. Hattie and I are in East Texas and in Tyler, Texas, and then uh, Pastor Cooper over there in Beaumont, but we're all over everywhere. We, we're not germane to just our areas where we live, even though we kind of now, simply because of COVID, but we're everywhere. I get to see Miss Rihanna uh, in Washington, D.C., so I'm coming from Texas. She's coming from Kentucky, and we meet up uh, in Washington, D.C. to enjoy 
learning more about what what's going on with our government and what they're offering, and then we're saying this is what we want to see in our areas of the country, which brings me to Manchin. Well, let's talk a little bit about this guy. I mean, and I still say, should this, should one person have this much power that we can't move forward and make things happen for the American people? Miss Rihanna, go ahead. Oh no, not not no, no one person should, especially with this guy. I mean, it it follows the money. Just follow the money. There's been some really good investigative reporting done on why he makes the, the decisions that he makes. He's not, you know, a, a Democrat in the way that that we say we're Democrats. Um, he's, he's, he's really just obstructionist. He's, um, his time has come and gone. He needs to go back to his yacht, and he absolutely should not be the de facto president of the United States right now. It's ridiculous. So, so Ms. Rihanna, say, are you saying that we have a Dixiecrat up there in Washington, yes. D.C.? <laughs> go, go ahead. Michael. I should not say that. <laughs> I, I, and, uh, that was on that question. Go ahead, Ms. Arthur. That <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to say, and I said before, all the races didn't lead. All the races didn't lead the Democratic Party. Yeah, you know, y'all gotta understand that. You know, they did not lead. You know, some of them stayed. And so he loves Philip. He he loved he loved the filibuster, and everybody know the filibuster Mm -hmm. is a racial tool. uh, You know that they just that white privilege is based on. You know, they all agree on that. So we know what that is, and we're saying it's time for it to go. And him, yeah. he can't get yeah. with America. And, and 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 him to go with it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Well, now today is what is today's date? The third, right? January the third. Mm-hmm. We're heading to January the fourth, and in three days, what's gonna? What does that signify? In three days will be January the what? Hey. Let's talk a little bit about that. No, not the eighth. Oh, you're talking about the sixth. You're talking about the sixth event. There you go. You know what anniversary of the insurrection. There you go. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about that. We're getting into our second hour, and so um, I'm troubled by that. And so we understand today that uh, the children were subpoenaed, and uh, they even tried, Ivanka even tried to get her father uh, to do something, and so uh, so let's just see how that's going to turn out. What are your thoughts, Mr. Arthur? How do you think this is going to turn out with um, January the 6th coming up soon? Well, well, well actually, uh, you know, the, the, well, first of all, you know, the, in a larger picture, the, the uh, news media, they still, okay, now they're a lot better now. Now, I, 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 I hear him say treason every now and then, <clears throat> you know, but I still don't see the urgency that, yeah. that you know, to fit this moment. And so, and, and then Merrick Garland, Lord have mercy. Now, Obama nominated him to the Supreme Court, and they didn't let him on? I mean, my goodness, you know, the guy, you know, of course, everybody obsessed about whether or not he's going to do anything, da, da, da. I think he's going to 
you know, go ahead and do the right thing. But, you know, his style is so laid back till he's kind of scary, you know. So, and in the Supreme Court, you know what they're doing. So, you know, uh, so, hey, uh, it's going to be a big deal in three days. So hopefully after it's over, folks will be more serious. Voting Rights Act got to pass. If it don't pass, then, hey, you know, then we just might well, you know, get ready for the new direction. And it's going to be rough. Hmm. Okay. Uh, your thoughts, Pastor Cooper? For January? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we all know what, what's getting ready to happen. It's going to be more lies, uh, more uh, uh, turning of the cheek, more uh, moving on. Uh, matter of fact, I, I was watching a series today where they said a lot of people have already recovered in, in the party to where they have, they're more legitimate than what they were before, and, and people are quick to forget and move on and, and not even forgive because they, they I mean, because to forgive is healing. There's no forgiveness that, that has happened from them. Uh, lives have been lost. Uh, dignity has been ripped away. Our Constitution is, has been uh, urinated upon. Uh, feces left in our uh, capital. I mean, so... Until we have closure, uh, and we have to continue to fight. I mean, we have a lot of fights, like like Dr. Hagney said, Octopus uh, Program. Matter of fact, I, I was watching a program the other night, and they were talking about the octopus, and it's a very intelligent uh, species. Uh, it is capable, capable of uh, doing multiple things, kind of like what he said, and figuring out other ways of getting things done. That's what we have to do. So while they vacillate and, and do nothing with January 6th, we have to continue to focus and fight and be strategic in what we're fighting for. Okay, so then my question, I guess, would be considering those, what, over 700 people have been charged with uh, with insurrection. We we know that, right? And so what what's supposed to happen with all these people uh, that have been arrested? Are they going to get into court? I mean, and actually Trump should be one of them, uh, but, um, but we know he's held on to his paperwork and trying to keep uh, things a secret uh, because we know he communicated with some people and we even uh, kind of have figured out that he communicated with a person from out of East Texas, out of Tyler, Texas, and particularly uh, that have now jumped ship and decided he was not going to run for that one seat anymore. So what's about, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to sit back and just not say anything, just let this slide on through? Uh, because we know that that it was an insurrection, and we know that people have been arrested, and we know that there are some people actually still in jail uh, and charged with this crime 11 months later, or well, less than that now, almost 12 months. Anybody? Well, it's up to, uh, you know, it's up to the, to, you know, to the system to hold the folks accountable, you know. Uh, it's not going to get one way or the other until, you know, we have the hearings, uh, everybody get to hear the same thing. Then after that, you know, it's going to be like semi-reality check, and then we'll see what happens after that. Now, if, if, if the Republicans continue with the same line after the hearing, 
then you know, uh, you know, our best might be off because they might want to do some damage. You know, I mean, you know, they gonna lose, but I'm just saying, you know, they're kind of radical right now. Well, if, if if I can make one point too, if I can say oh, something, please there. do, please, yeah, this, you know, this is a very interesting discussion, you know, about this whole insurrection piece. You know, I think President Biden really he needs to just really communicate the gravity of what happened on on January 6. You know, you got 147, I think it was Republicans who voted not to certify the election based on lies. Right. Those Republicans literally tried to murder their colleagues, and they're right. still in office, but not in prison right. based on some of the ones you just talked about that are not even congressional leaders. You know, I, I just think that's absurd, you know, and I think that, you know, this whole thing is just – and then, you know, lastly, I think it's important that we honor and remember – Oh, and some of those people still got scars that they got to bear from this whole thing that occurred, you know. And and the Republicans and Donald Trump and all of them, you know, uh, they need to pay a price. They need to pay a price. I, I, I absolutely agree, one one hundred percent. And how is it that you can arrest over seven hundred and some people? When look at all of our Congress people who actually was there experiencing Still what was happening, they were scared. They were afraid to death of what was about to happen to them. To include Mike Pence, he should be leading the pack on making sure that all of those people in Congress get arrested. But look mm-hmm. what he said: close, close mouth, close yeah. mouth. <laughs> you know, my, my, my question. My question is, uh, like Michael was saying, what is, what is our plan if they decide to move on? What is it? You know, we we I think we need to look back at history, and I you know, and I, that's why I recommend people read this book, the scholar, the scholar than I. I think we need to think about, in case they say move on, what what is our what plan? We, what, what are we gonna do? There you go. I'm with. You. Look at America. Look at American history. American history down through the years has told us to move on. See that that's 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 part of American history. If we look at things that Absolutely. happened to native to us, native Native Americans, and they said move on. <laughs> so you know, and, and there are other times. It's not the first time they said move on, and they know how to say move on and move on. Unless if you don't have a plan doing that move on, what what are we going to do? What, what 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 is our plan if they say let's move on? They can release all those people tomorrow and forgive them all. That's my point. And, uh, my, my, see, my point. My point was they should they should arrest them the first day in Washington D.C. Exactly. Ex- and, exactly. They should have been well, they should have been tried by now. And, 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 and gone to prison. Let's reflect on the Black Panthers. We remember the Black Panthers in San Francisco, and we remember what they were fighting about. They were fighting right. about lunch. Well, well, they wanted to make sure that the, the young black kids were getting their free lunch program. But look at all the issues that they had to deal with, and they exactly. were made to be heathens rather than exactly. the great work that they were doing in their community. Now, if they had been like the Proud Boys, where do you think they would be today? 
one year later where you think they will be. Incarcerated. They'd be dead. Yeah. No, they'd be dead. No, they'd be dead. Yeah, that too. But that, yeah, that too. Because you know. that's what happened. Uh, but you know, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. He's celebrating oh, oh, these. Oh, he's out of cowboy state. He's out there, Jerry Jones. He's out there, Jerry. Oh, yeah. He's up there in Dallas. Smiling that cowboy state. That they bought him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, these people are celebrated. Look at it. shook my cowboy faith. They shook my cowboy fan faith. I'm, I'm still trying to recover. I don't know if I'm a fan or not. Yeah. Okay. They're celebrating this guy. Yeah. And honestly, here's the thing. First of all, you know, if there's no accountability for those who orchestrated uh, the insurrection and then celebrated it, did nothing to stop it while it was going on, even though they had the power to do so, uh, then, you know, it doesn't really matter what happens to these guys who are in jail because they're just collateral damage as long as these, you know, the people at the top get away with it. But mm-hmm. Liz Cheney has the goods on Donald Trump. The committee knows what Donald Trump was doing. They don't need Meadows. You know, they, they don't need Bannon. <laughs> they know what, yeah. they have the timeline. They understand yeah. what was going on. We now have information that, that shows that quite possibly Madison Cawthorn, that little congressman, you know, uh, was probably married to a Russian honeypot who helped him get himself into Congress through nefarious Russian money. And that's not a unique story for any of these new Congress people who are extremely right wing. That's right. Who's Cawthorn again? Who's he again? Cawthorn is, he's in the wheelchair. He is a young guy, uh, homeschooled from. One of the Carolinas, I think. I knew something was wrong with him. I knew something was wrong with him. Yeah. Yeah. He, his wife's divorcing him. They've barely been married. Turns out she, she's a, a Russian. Um, it, it appears that she's like that Maria uh, Bertoloma lady who was got right. pictures taken. Right. The NRA Russian lady. You know, and, oh, and you know, this whole thing runs deep. It wasn't just Donald Trump. This was orchestrated by Vladimir Putin. And other, you know, a lot of strong money. This thing goes really, really deep. So if all that happens are the convictions of these guys, you know, these 700 that got caught out of the thousands that stormed and desecrated our capital, then, you know, they're just the fall guys. We love you, remember? Donald Trump said, we love you. We love you. Right. You know? (laughs) I mean, so they have a good... They need to execute this. Ted Cruz is one of the, is one of the insurrectionists. Ted yeah. Cruz. And, 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 and yes. Gomert. Josh Hawley. Louis Gomert. Louis Josh Gomert Hawley. was absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And yes. he's Texas right now. Yeah, yes. Gomert. Absolutely. That's, that's why mm-hmm. he ran out of Washington, ran out of Washington, D.C. Exactly. He'd why still, is he trying to come he'd home He'd still now? be there collecting <laughs> that money if he, didn't, if he wasn't about to be caught up with. Exactly. We're not stupid. Exactly. I mean, these these no. guys committed all kinds of felonies, and I'm with you, Mr. Arthur. Um, our our 
our attorney general is a little bit too passive because look how they ran over him and would not allow mm-hmm. a President Obama to put him in yeah. office, mm-hmm. and now he's yeah. being passive. And, 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 and when Matt, I see him do that type of stuff, when, when I see him do that type of stuff, that's when this one of those that's one of those white privilege things that people do. Now I'm sure he probably think he's just being a straight up. <laughs> You know, trying to be a straight up, up and down guy, but that's right. what he's doing is he's playing to that, you know, to that moderate, yes. you know, white privilege agreement thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Coddling, yes. And, and, uh, yes. Yeah, and, and he, because I know good and well, if Sherry McKellar did all that, you wouldn't be getting called. Okay. They call you welfare. They call you welfare. They call you welfare, whatever, and everything else. You know, by now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, and then, mm-hmm. and, and you'd be in jail. So I'm just saying that, you know. That's right. So, so we say I'm doing that you, type of stuff. You wouldn't have Louis Gomer calling you a political prisoner either. So <laughs> no, there you go. Have, he wouldn't be trying to get yeah, me out so, with But what he's revealing is, but what he's revealing is that, is that clearly there's two, there, now there's actually three justice systems look like, one for the rich folks, yeah. and that's the ones that still, okay. still, you know, you ain't went to jail yet. Uh, and then you got, I mean, the type of type of calling they're giving these insurrectionists, and like you said, I compare yeah. them to the, you know, you know, if you say although all of the Panthers was nothing like these cats, I mean, look no. what the Panthers got. Look at these folks here getting. I mean, like, look at letting folks go. Look at they're supposed to go on their wedding well, trip and, you know. When really? the Black Panthers stormed the Capitol and tried to overthrow the government, that day was, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, because they kill them. If they kill them so fast that you didn't, they didn't bother reporting it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They would have had intelligence about that for years ahead of time. They would have created that okay. intelligence. <laughs> well, they did. They tried to put They tried to pretend that Black yeah. Lives Matter yeah. was. We're going to call that something anyway. They you know, oh, said yeah. keep an eye on them. But uh, we can't watch those yeah. white supremacist yeah. groups because see, we got constitutional <laughs> issues that if we do that, we might interfere with it. You know, I'm going really, really, okay. Okay, over here, anything goes, and over here, you got constitutional issues. Okay, okay, we see now. Right, right. You know, based on based on what you did to black folks a long time ago, but you're still doing it to them now. But, okay, right. all right, okay, I got you. Right. Well, they were trying to defend themselves, the Black Panthers. They were trying to defend their community. They were emphasizing uh, the pride that, that black folks have, that black pride. Uh, and it just it, it saddens me to see how it, this is 2022, and we still got a long ways to go, guys. We have a long way to go in this country. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not coddling and just simply saying the truth every single chance you have to say the truth especially when it's in the face of just BS and vibe and nonsense. That's just what we absolutely, you know, all have to do. And thank goodness there are at least more people willing to tell Mm -hmm. the truth now than there have been. You know, things, progress is is just not fast enough at all. But, um, you know, things have been exposed you know, in your face in a way that that they haven't been exposed too much before, right. you know, because of the accessibility that we have to see things. You know, a lot of these people who 
oh, police brutality happens? Yeah. Right, right. Cell phone videos every single day. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's, it's in right. your face now in a way that it's, you know, it's much easier to tell the truth because look at what the people who don't want to hear the truth have resorted to. Just making well, up illusions and saying that they're real <laughs> to avoid the truth. We watch my white friends, you know, they say, well, you know, I didn't do it. Well, you know, I didn't do that. I wasn't around. Or folks just came, well, you know, I wasn't around. And I try and I explain to them like this. I say, I say, I say, look at it this way. My grand, my great grandparents and your grandparents, I mean, your great grandparents stole my great grandparents' credit card, right? It was yeah. worth billions and trillions. And, mm-hmm. and now, now me and you standing here and you still spending the money. Yes. Yeah, right. You just spending perfect, the money. Perfect imagery. And so you perfect know, imagery. and so and you saying, and so you saying, why should, why should, and, I, and I'm asking you for some of the money, and you telling me you don't owe it to me because you didn't steal it. Right. I'm going. Yeah, but we still here in America, and you, and you know we got yeah. what uh, Wells Fargo, and we got all these other folks that help steal it. You know, they still here. So I'm saying, you know, so that's, you know, so, so saying, basically, you know, so I'm looking at our money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. all plus, I can tell you is that. Go ahead. Uh, old, old money is worth a lot more money also. I mean, because <laughs> what was a uh, million dollars, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago was a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah I was watching. Uh, there I, you go. Uh, you know, I, I was watching channels and I just love history. You know, babe, the Baby Ruth candy bar. The guy that mm-hmm. invented that and came mm-hmm. up with the candy, candy Baby Ruth. Ruth. He stole Babe Ruth's name. Yes. And then when he yes. came out with, Babe Ruth came up with his own name for the candy bar. The guy that started Baby Ruth's candy bar sued Babe Ruth for using his name for his candy bar and won oh. because in the court there was a rigged system. Now, Hyde is a man that's well known for his name to the point yeah. that he couldn't even Thanks. utilize it for his own candy bar. So, so nothing's changed. It's the same old trickery, same old right. trick, same right. old game. Yeah. Well, we have to continue yeah. the fight, but we have to go back and look at that kind of history. This is on regular television. I mean, you go. I mean, this is a post that and it was partners with Kellogg. He stole his ingredients. And, and uh, so I'm bringing this up, Arthur, is that if they can steal from one another, what are they going to do against us? Uh, poor people right. and minorities. So we have to stand up for those folks. Poor people's campaign yeah. is real. It's real. It yeah. is absolutely real. Yeah. Well, Huey Newton didn't last very long, did he? Uh, he was a young fellow. <laughs> See? Somebody, somebody took right. him out of here. <laughs> right. You have to take a deep breath. <laughs> but yes. guess what? That's part of that octopus that Dr. Hagney talked about. That's that one leg that requires a whole lot of attention. That's right. We need a lot more people working on that leg. We really do. With urgency. Well, that, that's, that's why we urgency. With, with urgency. That's right, Ms. Rihanna. With urgency. With urgency. With more of the campaign, with the HBCU schools, we have to make sure yeah. that poor people, minority people, because I'm a, a believer that HBCU shouldn't just be 
African American people. That's just me. Uh, it, it should be anyone that you want to uh, apply goes to attend Hispanic, white, poor, whomever. And what we have to do is give them a reason to go. Like in these fields that Dr. Hagman's talking about, and I heard Arthur talking about earlier, nursing, we have shortages in those areas. So why not set up a program that's state-funded or HBCU-funded, and then we have loan forgiveness after we sign three- and four-year contracts with these folks that's in these essential jobs and fields. These are the kind of programs we need to come up with to entice people to move to Texas and become professionals and give into a system that's taken away from us. Very good. Well, well, I'm glad you brought that out because in that in a letter that my niece strike that my granddaughter wrote in regards to uh, her scholarships and and how she's looking for more of those. One of the things that she said in her letter is, I don't want to graduate from college owing a massive debt. That's why I'm working towards scholarships my whole four years or five years, whatever. Sometimes these programs are a little bit longer. You know, uh, it used to be four years uh, in college way back when we were all in college. But now sometimes these specialties and things have been added and so forth and so on. It may take five years uh, in specific programs, especially architect and engineering, uh, before students uh, complete those programs. And so Mm -hmm. her thing was, I don't want to, I don't want to graduate owing a major debt of education. And so she mm-hmm. says, and that's why I keep my GPA up so that I can apply for scholarships and be able to get them, not just mm-hmm. as, as my, my sports part, but my academia as well. Mm-hmm. And now that's, mm-hmm. that's maturity for, for a, a, a high yeah. school student. Go ahead. So they have a program here in Dallas, I don't know if they have it down there, that uh, where kids can can get you know, can get college hours where they're in where they're in high school you know most of them can, you know they can get up to a you know half semester or semester or, or whole school year no whole but school year. no 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 my, my kids my kids were in that program no actually matter of fact Mr Arthur we had about five students that graduated from college before they graduated from high school in May yeah in my church yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, we need to take advantage of those. Absolutely. Associate arts degree. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. My granddaughter is in the program. The norm. We need to access those kinds of programs while the kids are in high school. That way, they're safe and running. Mm-hmm. You don't have thing. enough money or educators to teach those 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 uh, things, and so you have to have the programs in place. And I don't think we're utilizing HBCUs the way that we could online learning or in person learning. So we need to invest into those schools so that we have more people graduating dual degrees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, Ms. Rihanna, mm-hmm. we get we getting some feedback. Uh, Ms. Rihanna, I don't know where it's coming from. Uh, oh, can you help I, us I out just, with that? I was just interjecting with the the taking advantage of the the COVID. It, also, there are a lot of opportunities out there right now educationally because of COVID. Yeah. So, you know, right. jumping on top of those things as well. That's exactly true. 
Absolutely. The, the one thing that we say all the time is that we have so much money in America, uh, and that we, but we have to make sure that, that our young kids are educated and know where to find those resources. That's why I want to really start the program back again to um, – the STEAM, the STEAM program to get the sixth grade, in particular girls, because many girls don't see that they can do the math and the sciences, and so we have to teach them very early that they, too, can learn the math and the sciences just like our young boys can, uh, the, mm-hmm. and they can go on to become engineers and mathematicians mm-hmm. and, um, Mechanics. and and all, all of them. Yes. Yes. Can I ask the governor a question? Hey, can I ask the governor a question? I want to ask. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go ahead. I'm uh, gonna lead out. Now, now, when we did the when we did the South Oak Cliff, uh, you know, when we fought to get them new schools in South Oak Cliff, Carter and Roosevelt, uh, South Oak Cliff State Champions. Uh, when we did when, when we did all that, uh, we found out that there's over at that time it was over three three or four billion dollars in the rainy day fund for, for education. The governor refused to use any of that. To help with the lead in the water, any of that. So what I so I'm, what I'm wondering is, uh, once you uh, move into the state house, what's your plan to, with, for the rating day fund as far as education? You talking about that twelve billion dollar fund that no one utilized for uh, education? What's up, the twelve billion now? To, yeah, it's about twelve mm-hmm. billion. When, when I first started, this yeah. like about five and a half years ago, it was about ten billion, and uh, it continues to, to grow. It was all set up for $1 billion is what it was set up for, for emergency in case uh, we have uh, storms, frosts, uh, heat waves, things like that. Oh, we still hadn't utilized it. Uh, it was set up for uh, major uh, hurricanes where we had 39 trillion gallons of water across Texas. Oh, uh, we hadn't utilized it. Oh, it was set up for the uh, brown water and school pipe, lead pipes, uh, lead and paint. Oh, we still hadn't utilized it. So something is wrong with this process, and no one's come out to explain it. We challenged the lieutenant governor. We challenged the governor. We challenged the Speaker of the House. We will continue to challenge until we get the answers, but we've decided again to no longer ask for invitations to the table. We're going in with our own table, and we're going to find our own uh, answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Is that answer for I'll, you, Mr. Arthur? Oh, go ahead. Mr. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. Okay. That's, That's a lot, lot of money. money. Need to yeah. spent. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. You know, when we think about back to HBCUs, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not by accident for the HBCUs are located across America. If you look where HBCU is located, there's a significant uh, potential for that school location. And back with uh, was saying earlier, when you look at HBCUs here in East Texas, I would count with three, four schools. You can partner with them. For example, we were talking about earlier healthcare needs here in East in Texas, East Texas, and other high bar bands. Partner with and also talking about their free pre uh, healthcare training. Partnering with HBCU just here in East Texas alone, including Preview with its agriculture component, all this agriculture and the engineering component. Partnering with those schools just where they're located. And I like what Dr. Cooper said earlier about it, not just for black students. We look at here in East Texas, and I'm Hispanic, and, and other students are here in East Texas, and where these schools are located, they can almost stay home. Uh, and, and, and they can stay home and attend a course that's really designed to serve the needs here in East Texas. 
the problem always to a certain extent education has been you don't you graduate people you're not solving the problem. But if you lock it down in East Texas, partner with HBCUs to address the specific issues in East Texas. And for example, so kids could stay home. Historically, kids have left East Texas because they couldn't find the jobs here in East Texas. But with the technology that's turning, I'm telling an individual now, you can be on a pine tree in East Texas with, with a computer. You don't have to go to Dallas. You can grow businesses right out of East Texas. So that, that's the kind of thinking, that's the kind of futuristic thinking we need to have to design curriculum and program to address the needs right here in East Texas. I mentioned the broadband. All the money being put in broadband, the problem they're going to, they're going to run into is finding individuals. They're already running into it. Find any digital to do the work. I was telling the group what they need to do in that in that whole package. The package is one sided. Cities give uh, these uh, companies uh, all the tax break to build in your city, and then they get that. Then they have to go find the employees. What need to be the other part of that package? If you if you give a, someone a tax credit and they get all this parole money and broadband, part of it also should be education. A kid doesn't have to have yeah. a college degree to be trained. So what you do is tie the whole package together. Sure, the states and, and cities get this big credit, tax credit, vice versa, and the government put all this money in, but it's, there's not an education component to it. Lock that part in there in East Texas so you'll train individuals right here in East Texas that will stay in East Texas with a job, and then you can, you save the company all this recruitment money, all this training money. They have to find someone. You 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 and so that's the, so they need to close the loop, add the educational yeah. component to yeah. that broadband loop, and then you'll have kids right here in Texas, teach them the broadband, and then the companies won't have a problem hiring them because you train a person, you hire them out of the training. Once he finishes the training, well, you hire him. Not, not just training, not just training the person. We also have to teach entrepreneurship skills, and we yeah. have to have exactly. hubs to assist small go. businesses. When you start, Be ready you start to put in you your bid. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. You have to deal, deal with, the, uh, I think it's the DBE. You have to deal with the, uh, all, all the uh, Chamber of Commerce, all the issues that goes into that with the federal government, the local government, the county, the city, mm-hmm. the state, the tax, all that. Well, it, it's overwhelming for a young person to look at that and try to do that. Following LLCs, I have a son that's 28 years of age. He's already had two LLCs. That's because he has a father mm-hmm. that was in entrepreneurship when he was 13, 14, 16 years of age. Mm-hmm. But these young mm-hmm. folks don't have that type of leadership, so we need to have hubs that will assist exactly. them in starting their businesses and not leave them out there because paying taxes, franchise taxes, is overwhelming to young individuals. Sure. And, you know, I'm so happy that we're having this conversation. It's almost as if you guys were listening to my speech to the graduates. As you all know, I spoke to the College the college of Nursing, spoke to the College of uh, Rural Health, spoke to the College of Engineering, and spoke to the College of Liberal Arts. And my message to them was Dr. Kirk Calhoun has enough right here in East Texas that you never have to leave just because you graduated does not mean you have to leave East Texas to go and find a job because they're right here from the medical school to education to technology, anything, everything that you may be interested in, you can find it right here in Tyler, Texas and East Texas, not even just Tyler, Longview, Marshall, uh, Beaumont, Texas, all over Palestine. We already talked about some of these areas. It's here. 
I, I start my position in two weeks to serve on the Hospital Foundation Board. That Hospital Foundation Board for the University of Texas, East Texas system consists of, and listen to this, it consists of 50 uh, clinics. It consists of 10 uh, University of Texas systems here in East Texas, from Palestine up to Tyler, Texas. It consists of the medical school. It consists of 10 hospitals. And it consists of 13 ambulatory clinics in East Texas, all of which are under the auspices of University of Texas. So Dr. Calhoun can offer you anything, and my hat's off to him. He's doing amazing work in East Texas, and he serves as the president of the University of Texas campus as well as the president of the hospital system. And mm-hmm. I'm honored to be able to serve on that hospital foundation board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and my task, and, my task and, well, and let me just say this, and my task is to make sure that young kids of color have the same yes. opportunity yes. as anybody else. Yes. yes. Go ahead. Yes. Well, you know, you spoke as a yeah, 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 it was an honor to be able to uh, to speak to those uh, over a uh, thousand young students that graduated in winter winter graduation. That's a large number for winter graduation. So that's that. Okay. Well, where are we, guys? You got it crunk. You got, you got it crunk down in East Texas. I know that. You got it crunk, girl. Oh, Oh, is that right? Okay, that, and that's a good word. Is that, that's a good word, right? Mm. Oh, yes, good. That's what he said. That's good. Yeah, no, it, it is good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that sounded like one of the slangs from out of the school district. <laughs> but anyway, very good. So where are we, uh, guys? With uh, what else is going on? I'm I, I, the one thing I tell you that I'm still troubled about. I'm still really, really troubled about uh, the next three days and what's coming up and how and what we what would we as community uh, activists uh, across the nation what would we do if in fact those people walk and nobody is held accountable for the deaths of people for attacking law enforcement, for attacking uh, the house that belongs to the country of people that belongs to all of us, and that we uh, let the elected officials uh, know what they endured, and then they do nothing uh, makes no sense. We need to join in with uh, with, with some of those women that are fighting up there, um, um, Representative Bush, uh, who sat out there on yeah. the uh, Capitol steps for a while. I mean, there, there are women that are standing up against this, but we need yeah. the brothers and the brothers, the men, to stand up. Here we are. Uh, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'm talking about. What are, we, what are we going to do? Because not only 
not only should we expect them to be fighting for the greater good of this country, we should. Well, be what we're gonna do? We're gonna run. We're gonna run Michael Cooper for governor. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna run Michael Cooper for governor. That's one. That's, there you go. Yeah, that's one hey, thing. But we have to do that's multiple. A wonderful things. Thing. Yeah, that, we have to that's what we're gonna we have to do. do. And we will that, do that. that. There's that octopus that passed. That's right. We have to do it. keep telling us we can't just that's do right. one thing. So next time you say, where are the brothers? I need you to cut your eyes over at Coop. And, and so else, there he is. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we right there, but just like we were. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. We were together in Austin, Texas. As a matter of fact, Brother Eric Williams was with us when we ignited and started uh, bringing the attention to all of those uh, 666 bills that are now in law. We were fighting for, uh, against voter suppression, the Jim Crow 2.0, Bull Corner uh, uh, rallies that we partnered with folks when they didn't pay attention, and all of a sudden the world woke up. So that that was this thing, this group that did that. So we will do and continue to fight those fights. We will continue to fight. That's that's absolutely correct because uh, right. we're gonna we're gonna go from one end of. Texas and the United States to the other end. We're not going to sit still and allow uh, these things to continue because we know unequivocally if it had been Huey Newton or uh, Arthur right. Flemings or uh, uh, right. Pastor Cooper, uh, Dr. Hagney, yeah. uh, uh, Mr. Eric Williams, even Shirley McKellar. We may let Miss Rihanna slide. <laughs> 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 Snafus. It didn't amount right. to much. They may have been stealing some hubcaps or 
you know, are, are talking to the girls that look like Miss Rihanna, and they know they couldn't yeah, talk to those girls that look like Miss Rihanna back in the 40s. Mm, go get her. You know better. Oh, no. That's, That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's awesome. Right. Well. Yeah. Sure. They still got a lot of work. You can't talk to those girls back then. Um, uh, you know, I was raised in that time where, you know, I say, you know, we integrated. <clears throat> but, I, you know, after we integrated, well, of course, you know, you know, of course we're looking at the white girls because, you know, it's the first time we got that close to them where we just like to look at them. So, you know, and, and, and <laughs> you know, and, and so, like I say, you know, after a while, you know, they were just, they were just, you know, some old girls, right? So, you know, that's what it kind of turned into after a while, you know, so... Yeah, right. You know what? I knew you were gonna say something. That's why I agitated you a little bit. <laughs> what, what you gonna do with it? You don't. You don't need that mess in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know. I like. I like my. I like my. I like my neck size. Of what it is right now. So I just. I just kind of. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, good lord. Good lord. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't laugh, you'll cry. About your butt. You laugh and cry. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we got to yeah. remember these things. We got to remember Ooh. these. We got to remember yeah. April the 4th, 19, 1968, too. We got to remember that, right? Yeah. He yeah. fought a good mm-hmm. fight. And uh, we can't let oh, that yeah, fight yeah. go in vain. Well, we got more tools than Martin Luther King them ever had, y'all. We got more tools. We got more smarter people. We got. We got we got but, more, more technology, so there's no re- we're, we're not gonna lose this fight. We we're not gonna lose this fight but, because, but, but, because can, I, can I add to that, Mr. Mm-hmm. Arthur? May I add to that? You are 100% correct, but let me just say this: we do less with more than our ancestors did. They did right. more with less. That's, That's so right. True. And we That's got true. all yeah, these true. tools that you just outlined. And we're doing a lot less. A lot Those less. people fought day and night and night and day. Well, actually, now we use Doc's analogy. Now, I think I think okay, we need I think I think you need to go I think we need to go and look at the octopus and see where them legs lead and see who's working on what and then and then make that assessment. I, I'm not willing to say that that's actually the deal until. Until we look at actually see what actually happened. There you go. Until you, you know, until you prove so it to me. Until you prove it to me. I'm sticking to it. You know what? Oh, 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 let me tell you something. That, that's why you know we vote ninety plus percentile even today, together. Yeah. Now it's something yeah. that that's that that's power in that. That's power in that. Well, that's right. that, 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 and, and, and what we're doing, and what we're doing, and what we're doing, and what we're doing with the Coop campaign right now is, we're 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 tuning into that, the fact that we are like that. We are like that. So we know, all, we know this is, a, this is, a, is a, a, a base strategy. We have to get, just get us out. If we get us out, we're going to vote 90 plus percent. So but let me say right to there, you, Mr. Arthur, but it happened back then as well. We voted that same way back then as you, what you're talking yeah, about now as far as the voting part is concerned. I'm talking about the accomplishments that our people made back in the day under oppression and sometimes mm-hmm. depression. They accomplished yes. more with less. Yeah, but remember, but it's all relative because, because different – I mean, it's like saying uh, Jim Brown, Jim Brown, the football player, 
If he played today, he'd be Jim Brown. Now, he'd be all pro today, but he wouldn't be Jim Brown. So I'm saying uh, uh, different uh, 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 leaders and different types of leadership is going to be required. Okay, like the reason we don't have Malcolm and Martin or nothing like that right now is because they kept shooting them. So now we've evolved to a, you know, to more of a, a decentralized uh, leadership model. Right, mm-hmm. and that's why we have to work. But we work together. We work together. Yeah. We don't expect to have one person doing all of that hard work like Martin that's and right. uh, and that's Malcolm. Right. We don't want. We don't want them to be targets. That's why we're stronger yeah. in number, unity. Yeah, but some folks still yeah. looking for them though. They, they, they're going well, Malcolm. Listen. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Well, that. That. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. <laughs> That is so true. Yeah. We have to stop being that we have to stop being the target. And stop being the target. So that's why I was so impressed. Listen to my grandkids who in school and graduate school. Mm-hmm. They're looking at down the road. They recognize what you just said, Doctor Keller. The thing exactly. we can do. You know, you walk through one of these high schools. I, I walk through my high school. We had mm-hmm. one Southern Encyclopedia in my in the library. You can look through the library. You can look through. You walk in these high schools now, and what they are equipped in these high schools. That's it. It is. Yeah. It, 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 it is. It is. It is. Look, look really like college campuses. That college campuses. And we and we talk about kids finishing high school to go into med school and all that. That's what they can do. You talking about here in East That's Texas, we can solve the healthcare issues, all the needs we have in East, East Texas by utilizing resources yeah. right here in East Texas. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Well, we getting ready. Doctor, Doctor Hackney, we, we're oh, kind of losing you. Come back on in. Okay. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Thanks. But you know, we we all the resources are here. All the healthcare right. individuals we need are here. And the school, the yes. facility, you go in these high schools, you go in and look at all the equipment they have in these high schools. If, I, if, if Back in those days, we look at the successful professional, we're talking about HBCU. You look at the professionals that were completed through HBCU several years ago and look what they accomplished. And look what they accomplished with. Yes. And, and look at the comparison now. We, You can almost count the normal uh, position on one hand in East Texas. But back then, mm-hmm. look, what, what, look what we accomplished in farming. All those schools were low. Yeah. But now, you know, so all we have to do is redirect people. We have to sort of think a little beyond and think a little futuristic and look at the solution. The solution is staring them right in the face. They don't see it. Well, we, we know basically here, they, they, you know, Mike, Mike said something about it earlier. The HCBCU, they need to be teaching more entrepreneurship because, see, what happened back in the day, I remember because it happened like in the 80s, uh, corporations start going to black schools for talent, so they basically turned the black schools into, you know, their farm team. But they, you know, but they, they but they didn't teach them how to be entrepreneurs. This came in just basically, you know, drafted up, you know, got the best of well, top, top whatever. And so we're gonna have to uh, create those, uh, 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 you know, uh, entrepreneurial uh, uh, venues where you know where these kids can leave can leave school and go into business it, instead of exactly, corporations. Exactly. Exactly. There you exactly. Go. I agree with that. Let, let me tell you this, Mr. Arthur. I will never, ever in life, until I close my eyes, I will never forget these words that my father said to us as young folk growing up. 
He said, and I quote, don't focus so much mm-hmm. on becoming an employee. Miss Rihanna can tell you I, I use this yeah. all on my campaign trail. <laughs> focus on becoming an employer. Go start your own Amen. business. Get all the education you can get and go start your own business. And he said to me, I don't care if that you are going into medicine. You need to study business because everything mm-hmm. you do, even if it's just running your household, and wow. paying your bills at home, you need to know business. Yeah. Well, that man yeah. was right. That's he's so right. You talk to someone. I'm sorry. You talk to someone in private physician. Yes. Practice medical practices. One, two things they have: they understand law and they understand business. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. There you go. Well, it's also biblical, That's why too. I Think about what the Bible law says. And bank management. Go ahead, uh, Pastor Cooper. It's also biblical. Uh, the Bible says, uh, I'm about my father's business. And, yeah. and that's yeah. what he should be. Yeah. And his business is to, uh, matter of fact, Jesus come back with the government on his shoulders. Our job is to practice kingdomship, governmanship, mm-hmm. stewardship, mm-hmm. And, and being about his yeah. business right now. Because when we place into position in heaven, we're not ready because we hadn't practiced here on earth. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Business law and bank management. That's yeah. good stuff. And as we go through this thing, y'all, and as we go through this thing, y'all, you know, I need, you know, for those out there in the people here to, you know, like take, 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 take better care of God's temple. You know, oh, yeah. where is this temple? Yes. It's inside yes. of you. Yes. Take care of the temple yes. now, you know. Because you're walking around and in it out. Because you're walking around the temple all day. You know, like, yep. you know, you go to church, wow. it ain't the temple. You know. Yes. There you go. Yes, Lord. Hey, you know, yes. treat it like that. That's, That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, listen. That, that, hey, we, we can end that on that. That is very thought-provoking. Mm-hmm and pertinent to everything we have talked about tonight, Mr. Arthur. Very, very thought-provoking. So so we're going to get, it's not, what, 957? We're going to do a round robin real quickly. We thank Mr. Eric Williams for coming on. Mr. Williams, if you have any final comments or anything that, like, you put out there for us, we certainly appreciate the work that you're doing in our community in the great state of Texas and this nation. Mr. Mr. Eric Williams, go right ahead real quick. Yes. Well, thank you once again, and thanks to everybody uh, for having me on the program tonight. And I just want to tell everybody to go check out Diz TV on Roku. All right, All right then. very good. Okay, uh, uh, Dr. Hadby, your final comment. Oh, I say, oh, safe practice and, and get vaccinated. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Arthur, we let's hear from you. Stay focused. Just stay focused, everybody. Stay focused. Uh, you just keep your common sense. We're, we're headed to a new reality. The old one is over. So, like, be what you want to see. Be, be what you want to mm-hmm. see. That's all right. Uh, Pastor Cooper, you go ahead and give us a, your little stump speech. Uh, anything that you want us to hear about in regards to your campaign, we'll give you a couple minutes for that. Sounds great. Uh, thank you all for having me. Again, uh, wonderful uh, marvelous Mondays and this wonderful uh, team here. Love you all. Love the listeners. Love Miss Rihanna for all that she's doing for us in the background and singing and then adding the 
you know, I heard the lieutenant governor uh, of Texas has COVID. Uh, I learned that now yeah. the governor of Texas is asking the president for assistance because there are issues in Houston and there's a rise with uh, Omicron and other issues going on, not enough people being vaccinated. You know, uh, that's too little too late. Uh, we should have been working with the federal government before this thing is bigger than us. Uh, we need to work alongside. How else can one walk unless they agree uh, on side of one another? So uh, I'm in agreement of making sure that we have all the federal funds and the state funds to get things done. We need to be able to test one another in our own homes. Uh, some folks, is, you don't know if you have allergies or uh, COVID. So we need to have access to uh, tests. We need to have access to vaccinations quickly around the corner, CVS, Walgreens, our churches, wherever you need so we can get beyond this and open up Texas all the way. Uh, my name is Thank Mike Cooper. Friend. I am not only, uh, amen, I'm not only a, a, a candidate for the governor of Texas, but I will be your next governor of Texas. Thank you all for having me. Beautiful. That's all right. Thanks. Listen, guys, Beautiful. this has been amazing. Beautiful. We thank Mr. Eric Williams so much for coming Thanks. on and being with us. And, and remember, New Year. New Year is the time for us to reflect on what we did previously and celebrate on what we're going to do in the future. I piggyback with uh, with the gentleman and say get your vaccination uh, because we need to open up this country so that we can move forward to make sure that our friends, our family, our coworkers, our neighbors all get what they so richly deserve in this country, and that is the greater good for all mankind. So that's my speech for tonight. And, Ms. Rihanna, we're going to turn it over to you and let you end it. Thank you so much, guys. This is an amazing show. We look forward to next time with Marvelous Thank Night. you. Thank you. And now, Ms. Rihanna. Thank Go you. ahead, Ms. Thank Rihanna. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. We love you. And we look forward to a good 2022 with you. Thanks for coming back every week. We'll see you next week. Love y'all. Good night. Thank you. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, his spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be
Good night, everyone. 